On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we have our fantasy football special. We are joined by Dale DeMont and John Gallagher of Eat Sleep Fantasy. And we're going to walk through uh, a mock draft with you and talk about a ton of different players and a ton of different drafting strategies. If you're playing fantasy this year, this is the episode you have to listen to. So buckle up and cue the music. Receivers two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Yes. Wilson, quick throw. And it's John Hanna. Go to our fantasy draft special. Uh, it's our yearly special, and of course, because we're doing our fantasy draft special, we have to have Dale DeMont from Eat Sleep Fantasy on, uh, one of my favorite guys in the fantasy industry, just the nicest guy in the world, and great content over there. Also from Eat Sleep Fantasy is John Gallagher joining us as well. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. We really appreciate you having you. Thanks hey, for having us. As always. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, we've fun. been uh, we've been doing this for uh, a few years now, so it's like uh, your annual fantasy special. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like I think this is the year like number four. I think. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Which is absolutely bonkers. I just I remember I remember the first time I was like on your show as like a as like a expert thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was it was the day after the Patriots got blown out by the Chiefs uh, in 2017. When yeah. uh, when they dropped the banner on the Chiefs' face and the Chiefs scored 28 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my head, like <laughs> I had no voice, and you were like, "Why don't you call and be an angry Pats fan?" And I'm like, "All right, sure." <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much describes who I am. So, um, but uh, but yeah, you guys do great work over there, so we appreciate you guys it, coming on and sharing some fantasy knowledge. The idea behind this, guys, is that if you're a casual fantasy football fan, or even if you're not, even if you're a hardcore fantasy football fan, this is kind of your, like, if you only listen to one pod, which I wouldn't recommend doing that. You obviously need to listen to Eat Sleep Fantasy and other ones as well, if you're interested in those (laughs) as well. But, you know, if you only listen to one episode of one podcast to prepare for your fantasy football draft, it could be this one, and you could, like, at least learn some stuff. Um, And so, you know, that's kind of where we're going here. We're going to talk about a bunch of different players. We're going to do a mock draft, about an eight or nine round mock draft, depending on what's there, uh, depending on how, how the draft looks. But before we do that, I do want to talk about a few different things. So um, completely separate from the normal fantasy football draft is uh, a style of play or, or a game called best ball. And it's fairly new. Um, it's not super new. It's been out for a few years, but it's fairly new. And a lot of people don't really know about it. And Dale, I know you guys, uh, I think you have a best ball, uh, episode every week, right? So, um, can you just talk to, to, to the listeners a little bit about what best ball is and where they can play it? Yeah. If you guys aren't, if, if you really like to draft and you really like to watch football and keep up with it and, and still like fantasy football, but don't like the maintenance, the weekly maintenance, 
uh, best ball is a really, really good opportunity for you to get involved. Basically, it's a set it and forget it. You know, you can draft depending on what format and, and uh, you know, which platform you're using. You can draft anywhere between, you know, 15, 16 rounds up to like 20-something rounds. And, of course, you can customize it. Um, but uh, basically, you just draft your team, and week to week, it automatically puts in your best players in that lineup. So, uh, you know, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, whatever it is. Um, and so basically it's just set it and forget it because whatever, whoever scores the most points will get put in your lineup. And then you just, uh, you know, reap the rewards of, uh, you know, your guys going off. The cool thing is, it, and it's a little different because you're drafting guys, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you're not going to get that, you know, draft that guy that gets 10 points every single week. You're going after people that are, you know, going to spike a couple weeks, you know, like Deshaun Jackson or Will Fuller or something like that. We can get into the players later, but it's a really cool format for those that don't know about it. Um, Fantasy Underdog, um, they're one of the ones that uh, I partnered with at Eat Sleep Fantasy, and I really stand behind that platform. Um, it's really easy to use if you guys are just getting into it. I'd definitely check it out. And you can play for leagues, like for like three bucks or five or whatever. Um, so it's, you know, you can do, I know my, my co-host on Eat Sleep Fantasy for the best ball stuff, he's in, I think, like 260-something oh best ball God. leagues. It's nuts. It's it's a little overboard, but he has yeah. spreadsheet after spreadsheet, and you know he's looking at his ownership percentages, and you know he just plays the numbers, and you know he puts in a couple bucks for each best ball, and he doesn't worry about it all season. And then when it comes around week sixteen, you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, then he starts paying attention to you know oh hey how are my team's doing, and you know kind of like lottery tickets, seeing what he won. So yeah, that's a, that's a best ball spiel. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really cool, and I've done it a few years now, uh, for a few years now, and I, I only do like, you know, one or two, and I always end up being terrible. But, you know, the, the fun thing about it and the annoying thing about it sometimes is that there is no transactions during the season. So like you right. said, it's yeah. a set it and forget it, but, which is good, but also tough because, you know, you draft a guy and then he gets hurt week one out for the year and that's it. Like you can't drop him. He's just on your team, right? He's just stuck there. Which is fine. I mean, obviously, he just doesn't play, right? Because other guys obviously score above zero points, you would hope. And so, you know, those guys just get filled in. But if you're one of those guys that loves kind of that midseason trade uh, to kind of save your team when you're going downhill, maybe that's not necessarily for you. However, I I love doing trades, but the draft is so much fun. And, like, right. looking at the best ball, and I think, too, like, I'm always drafting rookies in best ball or, like, guys that are buried on the depth chart because – one guy gets hurt, and you have, you know, the handcuff for the Ravens, you know, Justice Hill, who obviously didn't pan out last year. But, you know, Ingram goes down, Justice Hill comes in and picks up, you know, a ton of yards, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm a genius, you know. And so right, it's just exactly. it's funny how it works out like that. But you would never do that in, on your regular team, right? You would never waste a draft pick on a guy that's a second or third string guy unless you really right. believed he had a chance to play. But in a best ball league where you're drafting 18 rounds – you can do that because who cares if he only scores, you know, and Deshaun Jackson is the example I always gave because he's a guy that I, on a regular fantasy team, would never, ever, ever draft Deshaun Jackson because right. I just can't yep. stand it, you know. But now you don't have to think about it. Okay, he scores 20 points and then scores zero. Great. Okay. I get, I, you know, he counts for the 20 points. So it is, uh, it's a, it's kind of a fun, a fun way to do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I've really been getting into it over the last couple of years. Um, just because it's a set and forget it thing, like I love drafting. And so you yeah. can do that, you know, all off season. Really you can start 
the week after the Super Bowl, really, and being best balls from, you know, January, February, all the way till now, which is pretty cool. And that's how my co-host ended up with 260 leagues. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, all right, so that's cool. So, and there was one other thing before we get into this, um, to this mock draft that I just want to talk about just briefly, and that's auction drafts. If you haven't done an auction draft, boys and girls, you need to. You, you have to. It is – I cannot describe to you and, – and, you know, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, like, when I'm in a regular draft and it's like, okay, I'm paying attention and I want – you know, I'm trying to line up who I'm going to get, but I've never – I've only done two auction drafts in my life, but I have never sweat like I have in an auction draft because you're just sitting there, like, and you're in on every single pick. Guy gets nominated, and you're like, all right, do I want to bid on him? Okay, do I like this guy? Or how much do I like him? Am I, do I want to spend this much? Like, I only have this much. Dude, it is insane, and I love every second of it. There's a lot of action, for sure, and it's almost a different game. You know, if you're played like yeah. traditional fantasy football, um, it's one thing. But the auction, and you're worried about your budget. You're worried about your roster construction. Um, you know, you're worried about, you know, the other your other league mates. You know, knowing your strategy because everybody has different strategies, whether, you know, it's, uh, you know, they call it like stars and studs or whatever, studs and duds or whatever. I don't know, whatever the, the terminology is there, you know, the, the really good ones and the really bad ones or you right. need a lot of mid-level people. And there's a lot of different strategies. So it's a different game, man. It's I'm an avid fantasy football player and I've only done a few myself. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of work. It's like it is. <laughs> It is definitely a lot of work, and that's the thing. I mean, it depends on the league that you're in, and the more, you know, the more research that your league mates do, the harder the draft is, and that's always the case anyways, but even more so uh, in this case, you know. So, But it's fun, it, it, and that's and that's honestly, for me, I'm doing fantasy to have fun. I love the draft, and that's part of it for me that I'm like, hey, I got this guy for, like, pretty cheap. That was great, you know. Or like, uh, oh, man, like I should have bid three more dollars and I would have gotten that guy, you know. So yeah. um, that is fun. And the, the fun part about an auction draft, and this is the thing, right, and we're going to draft in a second. I think we're at 1-9. We're going we're gonna to mock at 1-9. If you're at 1-9, it's impossible for you to get McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, probably Kamara. Like you're not getting any of those guys, you know, no, you because you're at the ninth pick. It's just not going to happen. But in an auction draft, Everybody's on the board. Now, you might have to pay a ridiculous amount, but if you're like, mm. I'm putting all my eggs in the Christian McCaffrey basket, you could get Christian McCaffrey no matter what. You know, you could just look right. at it and say, like, we did a keeper league last year. My buddy got Kamara, and he, like, paid, like, $50, $56 for him, and he's like, it didn't matter. Like, I was going to 80 I don't care. Like, I, <laughs> that was the guy I was going to get, and it didn't matter how much it cost. Like, And so I was like, okay, that's, you know, like, fine. That's what you want. Do it, you know? And so that's – it's – um. You know, it's fun. It is it does it is fun. But you're right. It's almost like a different game than than drafting in a snake draft. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the fact that everybody's available to every player in the draft. Right. Yeah, right. that's the that's the that's the hugest difference. Yeah, it's cool. So, all right, let's get into this mock draft. Um, but anyways, those are two two ways of playing that you should look into. Certainly, best ball is a lot of fun. And the auction draft, I just, I love it. So let's get into it. Uh, we are doing a mock draft. I think this is on Fantasy Pros, right? Um, yeah. And we're drafting 12-team league, and we're drafting in the nine spot. Um, so let's talk about kind of where we're at right here. All right. So I mean, what I like to do, Pat, and you can kind of correct, you know, speed me up or slow me down if you want to, but I like just to go through a couple picks that round, 
and a mm-hmm. couple of picks before and right after, just to kind of give everybody an idea of, you know, what's going around that pick. Um, so I'll just go and you tell me to slow down or speed up. But, okay. you, know, as, you know, as expected, Christian McCaffrey, 101, that's really no uh, no big surprise there. Michael Thomas went 107, Devontae Adams went 108, and we are here at 109. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we should clarify too. It's a it's a point five or a half PPR, right? Sorry. Uh, just so just so everyone knows. Um, so wide receivers are valuable, but maybe not quite as valuable. I mean, who knows? You know, it's kind of I, I like the point five PPR myself. I think it kind of evens things out so that wide receivers are important, but not like ridiculously important. Um, it's just it's just it's, non-committal. That's all. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm okay with it. So. So who do we got on the uh, on the board? It looks right. like we have uh, – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so just looking at some of the players and what we're doing, if you guys aren't familiar with Fantasy Pros, definitely probably the biggest resource, at least for me, for most fantasy football stuff, and they have a mock draft simulator. So you guys can pick you know, your pick or your how big your teams are, and you can kind of go through mock drafts. It's pretty fun, and you can do it really quick because – it's all computer um, AI picking all the other picks, so mm. it's really quick. So we're looking at a couple different players here. At 109, I'll give you a few um, a few players, and if you guys want to go beyond these players, just let me know. But right now, the top players available, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, rookie out of Kansas City, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones. So we have two wide receivers and two running backs, basically, are the you know, consensus picks here. Um, I know off air we talked a little bit about Clyde Edwards Lair, and uh, yeah, I mean I'll jump in here too. I, and we obviously you know wanted to pick at nine because it helps me out for tomorrow. So thank you guys, <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and it's kind of I haven't done too too much research on the fantasy. You know, it's usually a cram, just like anything. You know, procrastinate the day of and. You know, I was a little shocked to see him rank this high, but I think, you know, what we talked about off air, I think you can elaborate a little bit more and, and why he is so high, right? Like we talked about it, Saquon coming out of Penn State. Um, you know, Todd Gurley obviously had a monster rookie year. Ezekiel Elliott ran his way uh, basically to a Cowboys to the NFC, you know, East Championship. They went 13-3 and that year. And I was kind of confused a little bit, but like I said, I, I want you to elaborate a little bit on why CEH is ranked so high. It's just, uh, I, I, oh, sorry. Sorry. R- really quick. I just want to say something about rookies. And then, John, I think you can really talk about uh, CEH here. Um, sure. But th- as far as the rookies go, I think, and if we've been playing fantasy football for a couple of years, we're used to seeing, you know, it took a while for those rookie running backs to hit. Uh, you know, the last, before Saquon stuff, you know, we had Adrian Peterson, who was awesome his rookie year. But there was kind of a, not a lot of stars coming out right out of college for fantasy purposes, at least. And then we start, now we're starting to see him. We saw Saquon Barkley um, and a couple last year. And now we're starting to see the same thing with wide receivers. We're not used to seeing rookie wide receivers do so well. Last year with DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, um, and a couple of guys there. A.J. Brown. Uh, Brown. Yeah, A.J. Yeah. Brown's a huge one. Um, so we're, now we're starting to see kind of the the shift in, in fantasy where everybody used to be scared of rookies, and now it's starting to turn a little bit. The running backs definitely coming into a good situation, and even the wide receivers. But, John, uh, why don't you explain a little bit about Clyde Zetterberg-Hilaire? I think he's he's going to be the pick here at 109. Yeah, I think that is the value. Uh, you know, the situation he's going into is so friendly for fantasy football. Uh, you're talking about the guy that Andy Reid called up Pat Mahomes and asked him, who do you want? 
and they they picked this guy. And then after that, the lead running back decided to sit out uh, due to COVID. And so now this guy is, you know, he's in line for the lion's share of, of the running back workload. And that offense is very, very innovative. It scores a lot of points. And defenses will never be able to stack the box against that running back because the second you do that, Tyreek Hill is going to burn you. And they're just... There's no way to to adequately make sure that you can stop him, and then that offense, when they're scoring as often as they do, I'm taking that all day. I want a piece of it. Yeah. I think it's a great point. I mean, and we've seen it, right? Spags mentioned it, I mean, with all those guys. My question to you is this. Let's mm-hmm. just say Devontae Adams doesn't get taken eighth, okay? Oh, yeah. Michael Thomas is off the board. Yeah. Let's say Mixon goes eight or Tyree Kill or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're, you got CEH, you got Devontae Adams. Who are you taking? 0.5 PPR. Same same situation we're in right now. you got Adams, you got Hilaire. Let's just say you're eight, okay? And then you got yeah. Adams and Hilaire. Who are you taking? I'm taking Hilaire. I think um, I still and, go Hilaire, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm and look, and I'm not a huge, huge fan. I know some people have him ranked even a little higher, but in this first round, you want a good running back. You don't want to start scrapping, and I know there's – you know, this year there are, just like last year, there are a lot of good RB2s, um, right. you know, your second running backs. There's there's definitely value in that. But you want a stud, and you it's it's almost a for sure thing. I hate to say that, but it is. I mean, a Kansas City running back, perfect situation. He has the skills. I I would have to go quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, all the upside in the world. I love right. Devontae Adams. I think he is a, an elite wide receiver. I also think Aaron Rodgers is, gonna, is playing so mad. I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he loved the the Packer draft. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think he's loved the off season talk about him. Uh, and he's he's a player that is just fueled by rage. And I think that he's going to come. He's going to have a comeback tour this year. I think Devontae Adams is going to be a big benefactor of that. Uh, but still, with a half point PPR, I think you have to value the running back a little heavier and just you know go with go with that back. I think it makes sense. And and here's the other thing for me, right? The first six picks were all running backs. Yeah. Okay. If you have a guy that you think is going to be an a stud and yeah, put up guy. real legit numbers, you kind of don't have a choice because you're mm-hmm. not getting another one of those guys in the second round. Right. You might be able to get another one of those wide receivers in the second round. You're not getting another one of those running backs in the second round. Correct. All right. Let's do let's do C E H and we'll move on mm-hmm. to the C E H. All right. So uh, while that's loading, we have. Joe Mixon, Went right uh, after. Aaron Aaron Jones. Uh, let's see. Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes at one, at the last That's pick well. of the first round. That's crazy. A little this, crazy. this computer is nuts. I, I hope this computer <laughs> joins my league. Do they drafted yeah. Mahomes and Tyreek? Whoever. Oh, uh, this computer is all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's an interesting conversation, right? You don't want to reach too too much on quarterbacks. Um, but I think Mahomes, and I'm not sold on Lamar. I think it's a, a second-year, a third-year curse for those quarterbacks, right? These second-year guys come in and light it up, right? Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the list goes on. But is that a guy you'd reach for in the second round, say middle of the round? I know we're kind of picking here, what, at 12? Yeah. Um, if or, you're talking me, no. I'm not reaching for a yeah. quarterback ever, uh, especially that high. I get it, though, if that's the strategy. If you're like, I want Mahomes and Hill because together they're dropping 40 burgers every week. 
Right. Well, you know, I, yeah, I get that. Not only that, I mean, if you're playing, if you're looking ahead and you have 112 and 2-1, you're not picking for another 20, whatever, 23, 24 picks, right? right. And they're so, not going to be there. They're they're not going to be there. If you want Patrick Mahomes, so, yeah. uh, you need to get him at one twelve or two. And that's your strategy, right? But yeah. if you're asking me, do I do that? No, I do not do that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Agree. Uh, then Austin Eckler, uh, running back. Dude, I love Eckler this season. I think yeah. he's getting a little yeah. slept on. I know that's still kind of a high pick, but I think he could go higher. Yeah, and that's yeah, an interesting one too, right? Because he's this is his first year as a featured back, right? Yeah. Obviously, he always split carries with Melvin Gordon. So, but you saw what he did with the feature work ab- last year, absolutely right? for sure. And it's, I think that's that might be why people shy away a little bit. Would you say that what that he you know he he split carries with Gordon most of his career? You know, obviously sure. he's nice and fresh. Is that a reason for people to kind of shy away? And you may be able yeah. to get him. You know, early in the you know maybe even middle maybe. to the end of the second. I, I have heard the argument drafting that, with some dummies. <laughs> yeah, I have heard the argument that people are afraid that he can't carry the load. Like he's a he's a bit of a smaller back, but yeah. the way he ran last season, uh, and the way that the offense set him up, uh, I don't think that's really going to be an issue. And I think they ran more efficiently with. They him. did. They, yeah, yeah, if you look right? at it, he was a stud for him. Yeah, I agree. So, All right, so here we are. Learn Chubb went. Two and three. Now we're at yeah. two oh four. Um, we have a running back that we picked, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, in round one. Yeah. Um, so you know, as the rounds go on, obviously you want to start thinking about roster construction and how you want to how you want to go. And but I think the first two rounds, it's strictly value based for sure. Uh, we have guys like Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey, uh-huh. Chris Godwin. Um, your boy uh, Tom Brady, starting to Chris Godwin this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to go strictly running backs, there's guys like Josh Jacobs still available, Kenyon Drake, lead back in uh, Arizona, and Chris Carson. So these running backs, it's so weird. You know, there's not a lot of bell cows uh, per se as as there were, you know, back in the day, but there's still a lot of value. I think, those, value. I think those four you can call uh, bell cows. Miles Sanders, you got to be a little careful of uh, with Dillard. He just tore his bicep today, so their left tackle is gone, and yeah. they're probably going to have to kick Jason Peters back outside. So that line isn't going to be as dope as it was looking going into the season. So my and, and that's the thing. So my question here, I almost and, and I might be completely wrong here, but at running back, I almost would put Jacobs above Sanders. I just I think would, Jacobs going to get yes. everything in he Oakland. Is. Yes. Um, and, and so I, if I'm, you know, if I'm going running back, now I may not go running back. I might, I might go Julio here. But mm-hmm. if I'm going, can't running go back, wrong with Julio Jones. I agree <laughs> with that it. too. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's Mister. You know consistent. what you're getting. You know See, what you're getting. Yeah. My only argument with the Julio Jones pick early is that you could do Josh Jacobs now and and focus to get Calvin Ridley in two rounds. That's true. And like, that and is, like, you get a lot of value there. Right. Because Calvin hard. Ridley definitely How benefits. Is, because Julio sees the double teams. Right. That's that's very true. I, I'm surprised. I think Hopkins is the guy that's getting slept on a lot. Now, I wouldn't take him here. I think it's too early. But he's down. He's like the third or fourth wide receiver on this list right now, below yeah. Godwin. Um, I just think that he's going to be the feature part of that offense. And I guess maybe we don't know what we're going to get from, uh, that's exactly it. from Tyler. But you got to think. I mean, but it's, I just a, it's a new offense. It's a new quarterback. It's a new city. So – 
you're banking on the talent, which I get. DeAndre Hopkins is a supreme wide receiver. Uh, you just got to make sure that he's picked up that playbook. And I mean, what they're, about the they're numbers? Cohesive. What about the numbers that he put up with freaking like Ryan Mallett? Yeah, like, he's quarterback proof. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like, and this that, is like okay. just he's getting got, the ball. Getting this, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. If I'm, if look, if your listeners, the listeners listening to this podcast right now are going to get anything, any value from me at all, I will tell you 100% certainty that Kyler Murray is for real and he's going to be a for real fantasy quarterback this year. All right. Well, there you go. Look You're at the second-year quarterback. Put it on, put it on the board. Add, add him to the list, right? Like there it is. Mar- well, Kyler Murray's looking good. Daniel Jones is looking good for a second yep. year. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm in Denver. What do you, what do you think about oh, the guy Drew in Locke. Denver? I like Drew Locke. And they have I mean, surrounded they, him. They put so many weapons. Terry, yeah. Judy, Cortland Sutton. I mean, the list goes on. Dude. Melvin Gordon. I mean, who knows what he'll be there. Noah, but, Fant, Noah Fant's yeah. close. Yep. Right. He's close so. to putting that all together. Yeah, no, they have surrounded him. All right, so I, I like the strategy here, Dale, of, of going with Jacobs over Julio and then trying to maybe shoot for Ridley in two rounds or, you know, or Let whatever. see who's but there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly we're taking a wide receiver in the third round unless Lamar Jackson. If Or, like, for me, if, if Jonathan Paul. Taylor's there in the third, I'm flexing that. Yeah, we'll, we'll that talk about it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. All right, so let's. You want to do Jacobs? Let's let's do Jacobs. I think everybody agrees with that. I like it. Josh Jacobs at two hundred four. I'm not mad at all about that. No. Right after Nick Chubb and Allison Eckler were taken. So after Josh Jacobs, of course, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey were taken earlier in the third. Is Kenny Galladay, uh, Lamar Jackson was taken. Todd Gurley was at three hundred eight, and we are at three hundred nine. The guys is also a pretty valuable pick right there. Who is it? Chris Carson. Oh yeah. Uh, at, at a lot of people think he's injury prone because he had a he had his first year was a down year, but he's ran for over a thousand yards the following two years. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. The, so the three at three hundred nine, the consensus is suggesting uh, someone a, a wide receiver like Juju Smith Schuster. DJ Moore, I love DJ. Uh, tight end like Mark Andrews for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Mari Cooper is available. Those are the top four guys that are available there. There, there are running backs like James Conner, Chris Carson, Lev Bell, and Melvin Gordon that we just talked about, and uh, a couple other say, wide receivers. I'm going to stay it's, far away from Lev Bell. Far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if I can get him super late, but I'm going to stay far away. I don't want to touch anybody that Adam Gase is involved with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, worst coach in NFL history. <laughs> let, let me just let me just say the 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 biggest issue I have with DJ Moore mm-hmm. is that I was the Panthers in in Madden and I made him absolutely disgusting and he was like the best receiver in the game mm-hmm. and so I look at DJ Moore and I'm like, there's Why no way doing... he can possibly be as good as I made him. It's not possible. <laughs> right? This is Madden. Like yeah. it's not. So that's. That's my biggest hesitation with DJ Moore. People are like, DJ Moore is really good. And I'm like, I, I believe well, you, but I just can't bring myself to really believe that. So because back to that bad. point, back to that point about poor quarterback play with Hopkins. Did, I mean, the Panthers had a revolving door of pretty right. lame QBs last year and DJ Moore stayed, stayed eaten. Right. Yeah. Right. So, That's a good point. And, and yeah, Teddy Bridgewater so, is not a slouch. I uh, know. I right. think Teddy Bridgewater is dope and a huge improvement for them. So I, I wonder here, like, do you think, do you think 
on the turn. Now, I don't know who will be available. Do you think there's any chance that we would somehow end up with one of those top three wide receivers, Juju, DJ, and Amari, or two of them, I should say, if we take one of them now? They'll probably both be gone. Amari, I have the similar strategy with Julio. I'm, I don't need Cooper. Give me Gallup later. Right. I guess that's you know? true. Or C.D. Uh, Lamb, perhaps even late. Or yeah, C.D. Lamb. If you want, yeah, if you want to do that even later, love that. Uh, so I think I think here though we probably have to go either Juju or DJ Moore. I would think, right? Uh, I know Juju was hurt last year, but like, I well, mean, you're talking about a guy that I don't know. What's the full list of running backs right now? The list of running backs include James Conner, Chris Carson, Love Bell, Melvin Gordon are the the tops to, to look at. I think Chris Carson's the only one worth anything there. Yeah. Um, I th- I think just DJ because Moore is we, a pretty good pick then for that. But um, it, we, there's six picks between this our pick and the next one. I think there's a chance Chris Carson is somewhat still there. If not, you know, I mean, Melvin Gordon's still there. If we really want to get that third running back in four rounds, but well, like, so like, sure. where's Jonathan Taylor right now? Oh, okay. he's down the list. Yeah, he's, I, he's be, I haven't been able to get him out of the you know, past the third round in, in most of my mocks. Hmm. Um, we'll see. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we go wide out here. I think Go. Juju or, or more makes sense. Um, I'm down with either one. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, if you guys have a strong preference, either way. Um, I know Big Ben is back now. Whether that's whether he's going to be actually back or not, he looks like he's lost some weight. Um, yeah. You know, Juju could be the guy in Pittsburgh to put up big numbers again, like he did two years ago. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. If he if he does, then you're looking at a you know a wide receiver one, and DJ Moore I think has the potential to be a wide receiver one, but we haven't necessarily seen it from him yet. I know he was good last year, but certainly wasn't a wide receiver one. So I, I just well, don't know. If yeah, I mean, we we could say the same. Juju's Smith Schuster Juju, would say yeah, exactly Juju. the same thing. I mean, exactly. we don't know how. We really don't know what he's like being wide receiver one. Well, I guess that's true because he did have a he didn't have. So even right. though he put up the fantasy numbers, he wasn't the, really the wide receiver one right. on the he, depth chart. He did it because A.B. was getting the coverage. Right. And so right. the thing about D.J. Moore, if, so if Juju Smith-Schuster starts to ball out, defensive coordinators are going to key in on him more so than I think James Conner. I don't think James Conner has proven to be that kind of threat. Right. Uh, D.J. Moore, the defensive coordinators he faces, those dudes are staying up late at night trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. So... That is where a lot of a lot of those defenses are gonna key on CMC. Make sure they can stop him, and that's where I think DJ Moore is gonna eat. He's gonna he's gonna beat the single coverage, and he's gonna you know just get those catches and and pad those stats for you. All right, so I'm down. We want to do DJ Moore. Let's do it. Okay, you're hey, that's uh, you're the pro. You're the it's your show oh, I'm here, the pro. Pat. <laughs> Certainly not the pro. DJ Moore. It is my show, though. I mean, I'll, let's just completely forget about that Spags is, is, on, is in the show and just call it my show. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Age before beauty, you know what I mean? That's the way it works. Hey, veteran presence. Yeah, I have a bunch of co-hosts that usually fantasy and I ignore them all the time. It's fine. <laughs> so all look right. at that. You so, were right. So after DJ Moore, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Mari Cooper, James Conner were taken – uh, of course, Melvin Gordon early in the fourth. Yeah. Mark Andrews was taken right before us. And we are looking at players such as Calvin Ridley, which was talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, guys like Cooper Cup. Uh, Zach Ertz, if you're looking for a tight end. Let's look at some of the running backs. Chris Carson is still Ooh. available. And Jonathan Taylor is also still available. 
Um, so we have a pretty tough decision here, guys, um, because through the first three picks, we have two running backs and wide receiver. Um, definitely start paying attention to the roster construction now going into the fourth and fifth round. Right. Hmm. I, I'm i still dropping base self-value for me. Right. Um, I'm not really worried about roster too much. But Calvin Ridley, if we're looking at the wide receivers available, um, if there's a – there's a pretty big tier here of these wide receiver twos. But I think and I'm not mad. Some sneaky ones we're not looking at. So, like, DK Metcalf is just a few below Tyler Lockett. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael Gallup's down there, too. So, like, right. we, I, yeah. I don't think we have to get Ridley, but I do like the pick. Yep. So, one thing one thing I wanted to talk about with you guys was, you, you guys still do the tiered base drafting as well? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that, you know, just just for anyone that doesn't know or hasn't heard or, or doesn't follow, you know, ESF, tiered-based drafting is basically you have guys set up in different tiers. So you have your first tier, which is basically your elite, elite guys, second tier, third tier, so on and so on and so on. So you want to look at a guy that you have, if you have Ridley as a second-tier wide receiver, you know, then he's going to be more valuable than a third-tier running back because you're looking at it saying, this guy is in my second tier. I think he's going to be elite this year mm-hmm. as opposed to this guy who's going to be in my third tier. And now in this situation, in this running back situation, we have Carson and we have Jonathan Taylor. Now the problem is, do you want to bank on two rookie running backs? Um, I'm a little hesitant on Taylor only because Marlon Mack is still there, and I know Mack has kind of been up and down, but like, it's that one just scares me. It just scares mm-hmm. me. It's, you know, I'm not saying that that that's that you know Mac is going to win the job or Mac's going to be the guy and Taylor's not. Gonna, but like in the fourth round, we already have two stud running backs. Like it's it's hard for me to justify taking Jonathan Taylor over Calvin Ridley in my opinion. Yeah, um, it doesn't mean right, but you know, but that's that's the way I feel about it. Carson shares a bye week with one of our backs. I don't think that really matters that much. I know some people really pay attention to the buys. No, I don't really. Yeah. You know, if if they if they share a buy, that means that for the rest of the season you have them both going. So, um, I think that that's you know, so you lose one. Okay, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. You know, like you say, you give up. You it's week six. You lose week six. Okay, well, so what? I have them both for you know, for the rest of the season. So yeah, you're five uh, and zero anyways. You can, you can and that's it. Right. And that's, that's the exact, that's the exact thing. So I think Carson here would be fine. I'd be fine with that. I'd also be okay with, with, uh, with Calvin Ridley too. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, that Carson dropped to be honest with you. I think that's what I'm saying. makes a lot of sense here. So I, I lean Carson heavy here. Cause you're talking about, you, you've got three RB ones. So you, in your RB one spot, you have CEH RB two, uh, wait, who did we take at RB2? It was, uh, uh the Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Thank Josh you. Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs and then Chris Carson. So you've got, you've got three bona fide workhorses that you're starting. Like, I think that is more valuable than solidifying your wide receiver two spot because you can find value there. Like we talked about Gallup, DK Metcalf. Uh, right. if Terry McLaurin right. falls any further than where he was, like that, th- those are good bets to be high upside wide receiver twos. I agree. Yeah. Spags, what do you what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, I like both ends of it, right? Like you're getting three workhorses if you go, you know, these guys. And I like your take on Taylor, right? You're going two rookie running backs. I don't know. For me, it's I'm a wide receiver guy, and in fantasy, mm-hmm. I, I fall in love with them. I know there's so many of them out there, but for me, Calvin Ridley's hard to pass up on. Like you said earlier, Julio obviously gets a lot of bracket and, and double team and. 
you know, Calvin Ridley's good for that big play, deep threat, vertical guy. Uh, if I'm here, I'm probably going Calvin Ridley, but I also finished last last year, so I uh, take my wording for a grain of salt. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a grain of salt with that. Um, so. you, there, look, if if I'm watching you draft Spags and you and you get Calvin Ridley, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I mean, it it it's it's just fine, and I think your yeah. team will do okay. Um, but I do I I do think Chris Carson is probably the way to go. Um, just because what John mentioned earlier is. And you're, you have at least, you know, a top 12 to top 15 running back at least. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson. Yeah. And getting him as your third running back. That's your third, that you, yeah. That gives you a lot of play. That gives There's you a lot a, of play. Yeah. So I'm dead. Let's go. Steam roll with that. Let's go Carson, although I'm, I completely agree with Spags here. Like, I'd be really tempted to take Ridley as well because mm-hmm. um, you know he's going to put up big numbers this year. But, you know, we'll see what happens. He drafts. Well, he's so- in these All next the picks, down. let's compare the caliber of wide receivers that we can put that wide receiver two spot compared to what we, we would get with our running back depth. Right. right. So Calvin Ridley went 4-10 at the end of the fourth. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at the end of the fifth right now. Um, yep. Jonathan Taylor was actually taking two picks before us. Uh, Mark Ingram was taken right before that. Yeah. Uh, Terry like, McLaurin. These running backs here, I don't hate them, but I'm not starting them unless I have a ton of reasons why. Right, like, you know, so the fact that we have three running backs now that those are lock starts, I don't have to think about those. So yeah. just just to let you guys know, the running backs available at this spot, if we didn't take Chris Carson, we'd be choosing between David Johnson, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, and Devin Singletary are the best running backs available. Mm-hmm. I do like Devin Singletary, and I'd probably feel comfortable, but I'd rather have Chris Carson. Yeah, just now, Carson's more involved in that offense. Right. Now, what do you think about – so Prescott and Russell Wilson both got taken in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Prescott and Wilson in the fifth? I like those two quarterbacks. I like them a I lot. Don't, I don't you're know not, if that's if that's early. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You won't catch me taking them in the fifth. Contract but. year for Dak, big time. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, take it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I wonder. Obviously playing under the tag and everything, right? But um, I think that's another guy. Like you mentioned with Aaron Rodgers – um, if there's a guy who's playing with some, you know, you know, with a grudge and, and wants to, you know, yeah. show what he's worth, it's Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah. And obviously you add CeeDee Lamb to the outside. Um, Zeke's still there. Gallup, Amari. So, I mean, they got some firepower on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I think if you're in this situation, right, and you're the middle of the fifth round, and I don't know what this guy took, but let's just say he's got two wide receivers, two running backs, right? And you're looking at it. Okay, I got a flex spot. I got Ingram, Taylor. And then whoever else is on the board right now, mm-hmm. or I can go Dak Prescott, who I think is the best best quarterback left. Now maybe you feel differently. Maybe you think Kyler's the best quarterback left. Maybe you think Russell Wilson's the best. I don't know. But if you think Dak Prescott is the number three quarterback, and you have two two starting running backs, two starting wide receivers that you're comfortable with, and you don't love any of the flex, I can see it. I think it's too early for me. I wouldn't take. I hate taking quarterbacks early. If Mahomes is around in the in the fifth round, fine. If, sure. it's a, if it's a two-quarterback draft, okay, well, then sure. I, I'm taking a quarterback early because it's a two-quarterback league. Like, you yeah, have I agree to, with that. Right? But if it's a if it's a single-quarterback league, to me, I'm always waiting late. Yeah. But, again, I just feel like if you, if you think – if you truly think Dak is going to put up MVP-like numbers and you have two studs at wide receiver and two studs at running back, it's not a terrible decision. I just – I – 
personally would do something different, you know? And that's, yeah. that's kind of a pet peeve for me, Pat, is, you know, you listen to some other fantasy podcasts or, excuse me, or listen to other analysts, and a lot of people talk like do not draft lists, right? And not right. knocking anybody that does. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, you come across good content and, you know, you make your own decision, but everybody has value. You just, yeah. you got to find that value, you know? I mean, like exactly what you're saying. If Patrick Mahomes was in the fourth or fifth round, that's value. You know, I would definitely, I always say wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback, but where the value is, I mean, even right now, I love Kyler Murray, but I'm not taking him in the fifth round. I'm sorry. If right. he's, you know, sixth or seventh round, I would, I would heavily consider it, but um, everybody has value. So yeah. even guys that you hate, guys that you think are going to do horrible, if if they're available at, in a decent pick, yeah, do it. Right. And, there, and there's a quarterback on that list that I do want to talk about, and it's Josh Allen. And it's not because, you know, Pat and I are, are cover the Patriots and, and I'm <laughs> sick of the Bills hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a team, and I, and I don't want to, you know, put it all on his shoulders, but when you're a quarterback, especially in the AFC East, uh, you got to bring it every week, and that's a team where it reminds me a lot of the Browns last year and the Baker Mayfield hype where, you know, you have a lot of firepower, a lot of big-names guys, right? Like they obviously go out and get Stephon Diggs, and now they have Singletary in his second year and John Brown, who was top five in receiving yards, if I, if I remember correctly. That's a lot of weight on his shoulder. A young quarterback still in this league, a lot of inconsistency last year. Can he take that next jump? to really, you know, move himself into a, a top, you know, what, 8 to 10 fantasy quarterback? I don't know. I think his accuracy is, is you know, a, a question there. Obviously, he brings you a lot of value with him running the football, but I'd like to, I guess, open that up for discussion if he's a yeah. play. Not necessarily here, but maybe in the 6th or 7th. Mm-hmm. Think, think about it. Think, I mean, as far as his defenses go, he plays the Dolphins twice. <laughs> he plays the Jets twice, right? For sure, right. yep. And I know, okay, the Pats, uh, I'm not going to, you know, crap on them too much, but uh, it's still a great I defense. A, I'm a Miami guy, so it's hard for me not to. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, he's not, you know, the division's pretty easy. He, you know, he has for sure. four. I, I meant, I meant more of the schedule this year, right? They're playing the NFC sure. West, AFC West. Right. I got you. I got you. Right. 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 Like you get KC yeah. And, yeah. Right, and, right. and, you know, all the teams out West. So I think it's interesting. I mean, Allen. As far as a as far as an NFL quarterback is concerned, I don't I don't know I really don't know what he's you know what he's capable of. I think he has the ability to be really good. Is he's incredibly wildly inconsistent. Like he's gonna be the, not to cut you off. I feel like he's gonna be the next the PMT. Like is Josh Allen elite? Like they did with Joe Flacco. Right. Not comparing the two. They're both like totally different quarterbacks. But it's like people love him, people hate him. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and you know, the, the thing, but the thing for me with Allen and why he's a, not that he's a safe fantasy quarterback, but he's a fairly safe fantasy quarterback, assuming you're drafting him somewhere in the middle rounds, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. He's going to run the ball. He's going to throw a bunch of touchdowns. And although interceptions hurt you in fantasy, they don't kill you in fantasy, right? Like if a guy is erratic and throws a bunch of interceptions, it doesn't – it's not like you lose five points for every interception thrown. Like, you lose two, but then he's going to rack up rushing yards and passing yards and passing touchdowns. Like, those are going to cancel out the interceptions. Like, it's not the end of the world. I think, for me, I think he's easily a top ten fantasy quarterback. Uh, a top ten overall quarterback? Hell no. But a top ten fantasy quarterback, I think, easily. Just because of the dual threat and the fact he has Stephon Diggs there now and he has Brown – 
I just think that, you know, he's going to be fine this year. Yeah, to back to the thing about Brown, Brown was made a top five receiver by Allen. Right. Brown was not coming into that situation as, as a top receiver. Are you a Bills so, fan? No. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think McDermott is running a good team there. I think that they have surrounded Josh Allen, similar to, like, Drew Locke, and similar to Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, uh, people around him to succeed. Uh, and, yeah, I think Josh Allen would be a, a very safe fantasy quarterback. Let me but, tell you yeah, okay. not okay. taking him in the fifth. No, I don't obviously know, not. Yeah. I don't know what the odds are. I don't know what the odds are. I'm not sure because I'm not a gambler. But if mm. I were a gambler and the odds were good enough, I'd throw some money on the Bills as AFC champion favorites. Yeah. I'd only just... because, only because if Josh Allen somehow turns it around, or not somehow turns it around, somehow takes a big step this year and becomes like an elite quarterback, they have a ridiculously stacked roster. So with that defense is taking a step back probably with, with their quarterback issues and playing in the rest of that division stinks. And Miami's going to be okay, I think, because Flores yeah. is a good coach. But, like, you know, they, they have a chance to make a run. Maybe not win the Super Bowl, but they have a chance to make a run and somehow make the Super Bowl if Allen's good enough. Now, Allen might stink and they might finish 7-9. and nine. I don't know. But if the odds are good enough, Throw twenty bucks down and see what happens. You know, like, plus one forty-five as of August thirteenth. The Patriots are plus one ten. So I mean, pretty good. It could go yeah. either way, right? It's pretty good. You know, it's not like plus five hundred or something like that, but it's not bad. It's decent odds. You know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, all right. Let's get into uh, let's get into the guy here. We officially, we, we officially hit the meter for too much Bills talk. On yes, hundred <laughs> percent, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that happened. That happened the second we mentioned Josh Allen's name, but. Um, but uh, I think we have to go wide receiver here in this situation. We got three running backs. We got yeah. one wide receiver. You have to go with the second one. And a guy you mentioned earlier, John DK Metcalf is here. Stephon Diggs is here. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Tyler Boyd and Jarvis Landry. Who I'm sorry, like I'm out on Tyler Boyd. Like I guess late, fine, but I'm not sure. It's my wide receiver too. Like I'm, I'm just not doing that. So yeah, the, the only hesitance I have with DK is that we went Carson. Uh, you right. know, so you're you're doubling down a bit on that on that offense, but I think you're okay there. I I think you can safely bet Carson gets a red zone look and DK Metcalf gets a red zone look a game. Right. Uh, so I don't hate it, but I understand if you wanted to move away from that so you could kind of diversify your team. Yeah, no, it makes sense, and I think you know Diggs, another guy too that struggled at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and really turned it on at the end of the year for Minnesota. But now, of course, you're going to be relying on Allen. So if that's right. something that you can do, then I think Diggs is a is a pretty crazy value in the fifth. Right. Uh, I agree. I think, yeah. So that that's your gamble. It's like, do you trust Allen to to link up and and have that strong chemistry, or are you going to be frustrated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to we're going to slowly to turn this into a Bills podcast if we keep you, talking about. What do you, what do you think, Dale? What do you think, Dale? Yeah, I'm, I'm going DK Metcalf here, uh-huh. um, without doubt. I mean, and, yeah. and you know, like I mentioned before, yes, is by it's a little bit early on the early side, right? By he has six week by along with Josh Jacobs and Chris Carson, mm-hmm. so we have three starters basically uh, the first five picks yeah, uh, going right. to be on by. But in the same turn, you know, if we're five and zero, we're just fine. We can lose a week. I don't right. care. And if we're sucking, then we're going to be trading anyways. And you know, let's trade out a DK Metcalf or or Josh Jacobs if we have to. Um, right. So I'm not I'm not too worried about the buys at this point. Mm-hmm. I think DK Metcalf is by far uh, the best option available. 
Yeah, I think right. it's, a, it's a screaming value in the fifth. I think he put up just about the same numbers as Lockett last year. Maybe right. a little different. Yeah. And DK it is. You know, do it. All right. Let's do it. Bam. Okay. Love that pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after DK Metcalf was drafted, we have Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray was taken right before us at 6'3". I wanted, uh, I wanted Hollywood. I wanted Hollywood in the sixth round just because I, I love. Is like, he gone? I, wow. He has taken six one. So I, that's a guy that I was kind of hoping would drop only because he has that big play. Um, oh, he's a walking big play. And and Baltimore's offense, dude, is just. And he put so on twenty pounds of muscle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Well, and I think everyone's going to be keying in on trying to make sure that Lamar doesn't run. And then they're going to try to make sure that Mark Andrews doesn't just eat him up over the middle like he did. And in doing so, I think Hollywood's just going to run free. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, just to let's recap really quick because I know it's sometimes it gets hard to uh, follow along on a on a audio form at least. Uh, we have Clyde Edward Clyde Edwards Lair, Josh Jacobs as our running back, starting running backs. Then we have DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. We have Chris Carson sitting at a flex right now. That's weird not that he put sure. him in the bench and not the flex. I know, it's strange, yeah, it is, right? That is weird. That it's like yeah, we're going to get someone better than Cross Chris. Yeah, Car- and then Chris and flex him out. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so according to the consensus here, uh, some of the guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the guys available, Josh Allen, you guys want to talk about him a little bit? <laughs> um, Evan Ingram, <laughs> Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green are, is, is available. Something. If you draft A.J. Green in the sixth round of a fantasy draft, you should be immediately forcibly removed from your fantasy league. I don't know. I think, everybody, Green, I think everybody else in that league is going to be pretty happy with you. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's complete insanity. I would not touch A.J. Green with a 10-foot pole this year. I just, I'm just i not doing it. Now, if he's, there in the 11th, chance, if he's there in the 11th round, fine. Listen, I drafted A.J. Green last year. Oh, he was, oh he, had, he, had a, he had an ankle injury. Oh, it'll be fine. I'll be back in week three. I drafted him in, like, in like the sixth round thinking, like, hey, this is going to be great. I got to steal late. And then, no, of course, he never uh, freaking played. Like, no, I'm done. It was, no. I think he more so had a case of the red rifles, and he <laughs> made sure that he wasn't going to get injured not catching balls for that guy. Oh. And, he, wanted to, uh, uh, he didn't really know Burrow was Burrow until probably. That's what I'm saying. Fun. So now they get Burrow, and he's like, you know what? I think my ankle feels pretty good. And yeah. if A.J. <laughs> Green is anything like what we know he is. And 75%. Uh, yeah, and like in, in the sixth round, that's a, that's a that's a crazy value. But I definitely understand the hesitance there because of how badly he burned uh, just about everybody who went for him. Right, right. Yeah, no, brutal. So, all right. Uh, so, where are we going? What do, what do we think? Who's available for running backs and who's available for wide receivers? I think it's a little too early for tight end. I yeah, know Edward Ingram's there, but, you know, like, so yeah, it's the same, same running backs. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're lucky we got Carson. Yep. Yeah, so the same running backs David Johnson, Raheem Mostert. Does that Stephen mean Taylor's Montgomery. still here or no? I'm sorry. No, Taylor's oh, okay. no. Taylor okay. okay. next to Carson. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because he's there. Um, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Reach for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. and Marvin Jones. Jones and, uh, might be intriguing, and Edelman, if he is the guy for Cam, that could be really interesting. Yeah, especially in half-point PPR. I mean, Edelman's always going to put up receiving numbers. Dude, Edelman's uh, just open. Yeah. Is he quarterback-proof? Yeah. Edelman? 
Yeah. Well, he's he's not quarterback proof, but he is in the Patriots system. He is because yeah, I think a quarterback needs to know how to use him. Designed. Right. But if you're running, if you're running the Patriots offense, you're throwing to Julian Edelman 130 times. You, yeah. you are. You have to. He's the first because, read. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no Gronk there. I don't. Th- is Nikhil Harry uh, healthy? Is he? Is he the other guy? He has um, looked. Uh, yeah, I would. Pretty good. I would say right now, probably yes. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mohamed Sanu. You know, it, it's and it's so hard drafting Patriots guys, right? I mean, it's not That's like Gronk or Brady. I hate it's it. Just, it's a week to week basis. You got to yeah. stay away. Yeah. I That's try it. to. I try to avoid Patriots at all costs. Uh, maybe. In a few rounds, I'd look James White in a half-point PPR. Maybe if Edelman's there in, like, the eighth round, I'd take him. Yeah. Sixth is a little too early for me only because you just don't know. Like Spag said, like, yeah, he's. I mean, he's going to put up numbers, but, like, he's not winning you your league. You know yeah. what I mean? And not that anyone you're drafting in the sixth round is going to win you your league. But, like, I just – I don't know. I just don't – I don't love the pick. Um, and so I try to stay away from Patriots players. Mm-hmm. Because as as a Patriots fan, I like I'm like oh God, why can you they, they spread better? the ball? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's like the last thing I want is to be pissed at my players because they didn't put up fantasy points. You know? Yeah, that's real. Wait, can you see a list that's not suggested? Can you just see all? Um, no. Okay, and uh, not without upgrading. All right, no um, worries. But you can't upgrade it for free. But I'm not. Gonna <laughs> take that. No, don't do that. Yeah. Um, um, but so we're uh, looking at. I don't love these Again, picks. I mean, the the running backs, the value is where the running backs are, in my opinion. Right. David Johnson, say what you want about him. In the sixth round, not too bad. That's uh, true. Moster, even. You know um, what? David Johnson in the too. sixth, actually, I think is pretty sweet. If he's anything for Houston, they, I mean, they get in the red zone quite a bit. And so this is this is where it's an interesting question because you have three, you have three running backs and two wide receivers at this point, right? That's what we've right. drafted all wide receivers and running backs. So now at this point, if you were to take David Johnson, let's just say, yeah. now you have four running backs. Do you think that's too much? Or are you looking at it saying, okay, we have four running backs that can play. Now we don't need to draft a running back for the next, you know, four or five rounds. Yeah. Is that, I, yeah. I still think I, t- I take a running back and look to take one, yeah, in like three rounds. I yeah. guess. Uh, especially because we we address the the lining up of those buys, right? So if we if we can plug David Johnson into one of those, that's a pretty sweet plug and play. That's a good point. Yeah, you're gonna. That's true. So you do have three running backs right now, but week six you're only gonna have one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. David Johnson's looking pretty good. I think I a good I six, a, a good six round value. That's a and, I mean, Houston, back Houston can move the ball. You bet. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'd be pretty excited to get David Johnson. You guys good with All that? Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like it. Hey, uh, Dale, can you do me a favor and invite Spags again? His Wi-Fi just cut out. Oh, bummer. Uh, he needs to click that link again. Oh, okay. No, oh, he's back. Oh, wait. No, it says he left. I see. I see. Yeah, no, he did. That's all right. did say he left. Ooh, Debo in the seventh. Computer's a Niner fan. I dig it. <laughs> All right. See now, Rojo, I think is a screaming value. That's weird that they didn't put him higher. Yeah, I would. You guys only see my browser window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Don't sound so concerned, boy. 
<laughs> anyway, you guys haven't seen anything else, are you? Wait a yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I like Jones. I mean, he, he just like, I mean, listen, here's the thing about Jones. I don't like Jones personally, but, you know, when Bruce Arians is like going at Keyshawn Vaughn, Saying yeah. that like he can't that get the offense, so like my goodness, like there's no yeah. way Keyshawn right. Vaughn is gonna is gonna do anything this year, and so I can see where Ronald Jones is a value. Now the only problem I have with it is that now it's our fifth running back with only two wide receivers, and I, so we're yeah. a little bit thin at wide receiver. I get that. Um, but I mean, and, and this is our this is our uh, our quick turnaround. It's not it's not a quick turnaround, but this is our like quicker of the turnarounds. Um, so I think it's possible seven picks later he might still be there. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but I also look at James White right underneath him. I'd I be see, okay I love James White if Jones Cam Newton is, is the guy. So yeah, I, I agree with you. So let's take a look at the wide receivers, Dale, and see and see who's there for wide out, um, and then see if maybe we can get one of those guys. Um, afterwards. Yes, yeah, see Fuller, Cooks, Deontay Johnson, and Christian oh, Kirk. That's interesting that they have Brandon Cooks and Fuller right next to each other. Everything I've drafted, you can get Cooks later, and I've yeah, actually, that I think is the stronger value because he's just not as brittle as Fuller. Like, he's had some concussions, yeah, right. but Fuller <laughs> has some. Some is an understatement. <laughs> Hey, but Fuller has also had just about every every yeah. muscle tear that yes. your body has too. That's very true. So uh, yeah, you, you pick your poison. If this were the brain this were, or the knee, if this were best ball, I'd be taking Will Fuller in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, I mean, both are home run hitters. Yeah, yep, they are. So I, I guess a I also question. like Deontay Johnson. Those are the three up there. Yeah, yeah, Deontay Johnson. Good point. Yeah. Like, oh, those four, I actually think that there's pretty good value. Christian Kirk is a great receiver, and like we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins, defenses are going to need to key on him. That's and Christian true. Kirk is a is a the type of receiver where he he cuts people up, like his routes like leave people. Yeah. Now, I mean, don't don't forget too what Christian Kirk, what we thought Christian Kirk was going to be, right? I mean, he has what it takes. I agree. Um, you know, right. Hopefully, with you know quarterback that's improved, yeah, another year of experience, and with the presence of DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, I know I, I don't mean to keep sounding like I'm a huge Arizona Cardinals fan, but I like it. I, well, they've, Arizona they've just made a lot Arizona's of moves gonna where like awesome. you can't really not talk about it. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be awesome this year. Like they're going to be <laughs> so much fun to watch. If they click, yeah, it's going to be yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, I'm a Niner so, fan. Uh, we're still going to beat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, yeah, I think that they have put together a pretty good team. Well, but so I think we can get first. Christian Kirk next round. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it, too, is that we can maybe take Kirk next round. So I guess the question then okay. becomes, do, do you want Fuller or Cooks and then take another wide receiver next round? Do you want to draft one of these crap tight ends? No, <laughs> you don't. I think Hayden uh, Hurst is actually going to go into a pretty sweet role. I just don't really want to take him in the seventh. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Um but then the question then, do we go another running back um, here with the anticipation that one of those four wide receivers will be available next round uh, for us to take? You know, if we if we really like, you know, if we're okay with Fuller, Cooks, Johnson, and Kirk, what, what's the likelihood that in the next six picks those guys are all going to go? 
I think it's less likely than the running backs we looked at. Right. So, so if we go back to running back, right? What if we were to look at? Okay, we look at running back and we say, okay, Mm -hmm. do we want to go Ronald Jones? Do we want to go James White? I mean, Hunt too is a lot of upside. Hunt too. Yeah, because he's just gonna—he's already the pass catching back, and if anything happens to Chubb, he's the locked and loaded running back one. Right. So you know, depending on how you want to price that value there, uh, I also I just I'm a big fan of Ronald Jones this year. Yeah, I just wonder. I wonder if that if that offense in Cleveland um, may not produces may not produce as much of the pass catching running back. Like I feel like James White might be a better value than, or, or even Ronald Jones if you want to go mm-hmm. that route, might be a better value than Hunt because White's going to get White's going to get a hundred targets, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, what happens that. in the Patriots offense. I don't know what the target's going to look like for Hunt. Well, do you see Cleveland playing with a lead more or playing from behind more? I think that's how you can kind of assess, you know, where these pass-catching backs are going to get their work. Yeah. And Cleveland's defense isn't, isn't exactly the I best. don't think they're that good, yeah. So, I think I think Cleveland plays, plays a lot of catch-up ball. I can see that. All right, so, Dale, uh, we're going to let you be the uh, – we're going to let you choose here. Mm-hmm. So you can choose Kareem Hunt. Ronald Jones or James White, or I mean, you can go wide receiver if you really want to. I think I think the play though is running back and wide receiver next round. I agree with you. the 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 only reason I would say not to is because we have DJ Moore and DK Metcalf. Neither one of them. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they're not. Neither one of them are for you know surefire picks. I mean, they should be okay. Right. Um, and then, you know, they're both ranked high, and I think we got good value on both of them. But I think our running backs are much, much stronger. I think this okay. is and, – and I know I'm throwing a wrench in this because you guys just talked about running no. backs. So no, I'll, totally I'll go fine. with – you know, I'll go with the consensus between us. But I'm I'm thinking grab somebody like Will Fuller and then – and get another wide receiver after this. Right. Because, well, listen. Because we're so stacked. I want – I'd be okay with that. I would certainly be okay with Fuller here. And then, you know, I guess we take a look at what the wide receivers look like and take a look at what the running backs look like. If we're comfortable with three running backs on that list and you think Will Fuller is far and away the best value of the wide receivers on that list, I think it makes sense to go Fuller there um, and then try to come back and get either one of Hunt, Jones, or White, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you about the roster construction there because our running backs certainly are way better than our, than our wide receivers. Right? I agree. My only right. concern with these wide receivers, though, they're not that great. And unless right. Will Fuller totally erupts, I'm, right. I don't think I'll ever start them in place of DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, unless there's a buy. And that just right. feels that feels a little early to take somebody if that's my only like you know scenario where I start you. Yeah. Well, which is yeah. true, but, but it's a good conversation. But we're doing the same thing at running back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but these are all – those are locked-in RB1s. I just wow. – those ones we, I think we exploited you a bit the of value there. Have, like, right, the you. ones we took. The ones we took. Sorry. Right. I got you. Good point. Yeah, well, let's let's go let's go Fuller and just see what happens next round. Because I like I – This like is it. a good thing about mocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we talked the strategies. Yeah, exactly. All right. So after Fuller – uh, Brandon Cooks, James White, Niners in the defense, eighth round. First defense. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Um, Draft. If you listen to me, people hey, out there, hey, you could, <laughs> if you take you could take the Niners in the first round, you'd be you'd be set. 
You can take <laughs> – listen, if you're if you're playing against me in fantasy, take, take a, a defense and a kicker as early as you want, okay? I don't condone but, that kicker part, but if we're talking Niners defense, I think you're – No, you're listen, okay. no, no. If you're yeah. playing against me, draft those guys whenever you want. But if you're trying to take <laughs> fantasy advice from me, you better draft your defense in the second to last round and your kicker in the last round because yeah. I stream kicker, defense sure. and kicker. Now, I stream defense too because it's not worth it. Because what if, you know, you don't know. Yeah, San Fran's defense should be nasty, but what if two guys get hurt? Now you're screwed. No, you know, the like, thing about Niners' depth is that they aren't. Well, you stop it, John. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm just, I'm just being a fan. No, 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 I know what you're saying. But, but, I mean, but, you know, you just, you never know. So yeah. you're, you're asking a whole unit. I just think the value is so much more on, you know, on, on the players. Stick with the players and forget about that. So. Mm-hmm. Go from there. All right, so we are back, and Ronald Jones is still there. there. I think that's a pretty now. strong value. Um, um, Tariq like Cohen that. could be, too, depending on how Montgomery recovers. Good point. Good point. But he does have Mr. Trubisky behind him, so I don't know. Oh, man. That's <laughs> yeah. Full full PPR would definitely change that. Yes. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. You know, I mean, right. if, if you're in full PPR, Tariq Cohen's value skyrockets. Um, Ronald Jones, good pick. I know we talked about him last mm-hmm. round. Right. Um, we still have guys like Deontay Johnson Ooh. with the Steelers, and Christian Kirk is still there. Yep. And I'm a believer in Jamison Crowder. Like I, I'm just I can't stand gay players. I know, I know. Do that. Don't, I don't want to touch yeah. him. I don't want to watch the Crowder. Jets. Listen, Jamison Crowder. It's just every year. Oh, he's in Washington. Oh, he's going to get so many targets. Oh, I mean, he's going to be so good. No, he sucks. I think, oh he's, a God, good, yeah. I think yeah, he's a good receiver that has gone to fine. abysmal teams. Right, right. He's a fine. He's fine, but yeah. he's just not. He's never going to be. He's Julian Edelman without a quarterback. Could you know? Could, as, I, yeah, sure. As far as a slot guy is concerned, and he doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him still, right. and so hey, he's hey. not going to put up the numbers. I just think I think Kirk. If I'm drafting a wide receiver here, I'm drafting Kirk. That's that's my opinion. Maybe John, you could you could convince me about John Brown, but I think he'll be available later. If I'm going wide receiver, I'm going Kirk. If I'm going running back, I think Jones makes a lot of sense. We talked about drafting him seven picks ago, so yeah. um, I think taking him here would make sense. I don't know if Kirk lasts until the next round. Um, yeah, I think so you're dealing with that both with Jones and uh, Kirk. Jones is Jones is definitely going to be going. Yeah. But the question about Kirk, you know, and says it's a reach for Kirk here. I don't think it is. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of a reach. But if you feel strongly about the Arizona def- uh, Arizona offense mm-hmm. and you think Kirk is going to be legit, then I think it makes a lot of sense to go with Kirk. I think Jones at in Tampa, when you have Brady as your quarterback, when you have that much firepower offensively, whoever the running back there is going to be is going to get a ton of opportunities to do yeah. a lot of big things. I think Jones makes a lot of sense here. If I had the pick, I'd probably take Jones, but I could certainly uh, – you could take Kirk, and I'd be happy with that too. You know? Yeah. I think the way we've drafted so far is if we take Jones right now, we're kind of done. We don't – like now we are done with running backs. Like, I don't, right. What is that? Is that five or six? That's five, I think. Uh, okay. I'll tell you. Let, let, let me give the uh, audience a uh, – Yeah, a roster. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Josh Jacobs. Then we have DJ Moore and DK Metcalf. <laughs> we have Chris Carson as a flex. We also yep. on our bench we have Will Fuller, David Johnson, and Ronald Jones. I think yeah. it seems pretty filthy. I the like Will it. Fuller upside is good. I think that was a strong pick. Yeah. So you get so you get what? 
three receivers and five running backs. Yeah. Um, which is legit there. So, mm-hmm. so let's go one more round. Let's just go one more pick. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, go all the way through, but, uh, right here, you got, you still have Crowder still on the board. Um, what's it? Kirk made it all the way to the start of the ninth round, but not to the end of the ninth round. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you have Crowder on the board still, Mike Williams, Carson Wentz, Anthony Miller. Damn, so the uh, rookie receivers went earlier than I thought they would. So Jalen Rieger, I think, is going to have a, a monster year in yes. Philly. Right, because he finally has someone to throw him. They, yeah. Wentz finally has someone to throw the ball to, you know? Yeah. They've been uh, starved for receivers. And Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is a, is a solid pick um, yeah. as well there in the ninth round. So I guess I guess then the question is, you know, we're probably looking wide receiver right now. We're certainly not looking running back. We have five of them. I guess if there was someone that we loved at wide, at running back, I you yeah. know is consider it, yeah. taking someone. I like to check in the quarterback to see if there's any value right here. Yeah, Wentz is Wentz is a solid value. I mean, he's a guy that put up you know it's solid, it's solid I MVP like numbers up. in 2017. But you know, do, do I love him? No, Matthew yeah. Stafford I think is going to be a beast this year and put up ridiculous numbers. Yeah, but he I'm always still puts not taking him in the ninth round. Right. How did the Giants go from Eli Manning, probably the nerdiest looking quarterback <laughs> in the NFL, to Daniel Jones, who now is the nerdiest looking quarterback <laughs> in the NFL? How did that happen? That's that. I think that's on their requirements. It's yeah. like yeah. you know, must look like a complete nerd, and yeah, you know, yeah. it, they're the same person. It's crazy. We we want the leader person. of our football team to look like he got beat up in high school. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, all right. All right. So, so we're skipping uh, quarterback. Although I do think the rankings that they have him right now with Wentz, Stafford, Roethlisberger, and Jones, I think that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, as far as those four. I think Jones is prime for for a pretty big year. Yeah. Still, ninth round is too early for me. Jones, mm-hmm. they're telling us the ninth round is too early, but I think Stafford's a little too early. I think Roethlisberger is fine, but I'm waiting on him. And Wentz and Stafford, I think, are going to put up big numbers, but like I'm still ninth round is just don't need him in the ninth, right? But still, I mean, okay, going back to our quarterback, and I know I, you know, talking about quarterbacks, you know, going early um, and picking and waiting on quarterbacks. Look at the quarterbacks we have available, and think about how many rounds it's been since Lamar Jackson. I, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, I guess, are an outlier because they will score a ton of points. Well, but right? even even the fifth round, who was it that yeah, got taken I, in the fifth round that we were arguing about, like uh, that we were debating about? Kyler. Was, uh, yeah, Kyler, Kyler in, in the fifth, right? It's like mm-hmm. we're four rounds later now. Right. We yeah, have to, right. you know, four more guys. And there's still value. Still a ton of value. So, and, and, like, we picked, like, RB1s. Yeah, right. we, right. we pick the starting wide receivers. Like, they, there isn't like, oh, you know, if these guys, you know, if they clear a path in training camp, they're, you know, like, they, these aren't upside picks. These are these right. are bona fide yeah. workhorses. Right. We're not picking like a Sean Vaughn over them or anything. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, what, uh, running back, yeah, running back looks okay, but again, I mm-hmm. think we stay away from running back here. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't just don't need it right now. Right. So we have as far these. as wide receiver, we don't have tight end yet. By the way. Right. Um, this is, we we should probably start looking at tight ends. I mean, Hayden Hurst and Jared mm-hmm. Cook, I think, are uh, two pretty solid um, yeah. value picks. I'm just waiting on tight end this year, but I do love the role that Hayden Hurst is inheriting in Atlanta. Why, and, is, Jared, why is Jared Cook, like, red in the buy six? I mean, I guess uh, because we, we, have, we, have, we a have a bunch of, bunch of other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the Falcons – 
tweeted today a slow mo. I saw that. Um, a slow mo video of Hayden Hurst catching a ball. So that yeah, looking, looking smooth. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, Hayden Hurst. Every team. I mean, Dale, I know how much you love the workout videos. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense that you would be all in on the Hayden Hurst after yeah. seeing that video. Yeah. How <laughs> slow mo was it? <laughs> it was it was really slow mo. Yeah. The thing is, like the teams think it's something good when you focus in on the ball, like a spiral, right? Slow yeah. motion. It's like I get it. Your quarterback can throw a spiral, like just yeah. pretty. What that doesn't do anything for me. So I think I think in the ninth round, I like Hayden Hurst. I like Jared Cook. I kind of like Austin Hooper. I'm okay getting Gronk super late. Um, Same here. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to put anything up, but. He took a year off for I'll him. I'll on it. Yeah. That's not a bad that's not right. a bad thing. And he's with Brady again. Like, 100%. you know he's going to put up numbers if he can stay healthy. I mean, it's just like it's a matter of waiting him out. Now, I'm in New England, so he's going to go early because people see the name Gronk. They know what they he's done at tight end before. They're going to draft him, and he's going to go. I'd be surprised if in any of my drafts he doesn't go before the seventh round. That's Uh-oh. my prediction as far as – just in New England. Simply because of the Gronk name, yeah, and I am no way am I drafting him. Yeah, you can capitalize on that, and so that's the thing. So it's like, okay, great, draft Gronk. I wish I could have him late, but you're going to take him early. That's going to leave me with other guys. So, yeah. um, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. Just like someone's going to draft Brady in, in the top in the first ten rounds, it's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine. It's again, hey, take those guys. That's fine. I'll draft someone else. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we kind of have to look wide receiver here. Uh, you know, it's what Crowder, Mike Williams, Anthony Miller, and Golden Tate. I mean, those last two I am not touching at all. <laughs> so, um, how long are we going to wait for Mike Williams? I don't know. Um, like how long are we going to wait kinda... for him to emerge, or like yeah. wait? For, yeah. yeah, he had yeah. he blew up a bit last season, but yeah, you cannot bank on that production. Jameson Crowder, I think we know what we're going to get. Sam Darnold, I think, is going to be played better than he played last year. Although they have a, they got the short end of the stick with the uh, the scheduling. I think they have a horrible schedule this year. I think Bates is the biggest handicap there. Horrible, I know. Yeah. Um, I think Sam Darnold is okay though, and I think he can feed. Yeah. He's going to feed Crowder like he did last year. And look, I think Crowder, I think Crowder is is not great, but in the ninth round. As your, you know, fourth wide receiver, I don't hate it. You know, I don't, I don't hate it. Some guy gets hurt, you know, Crowder's going to step in and he plays okay, or he becomes a, you know, a, a, a second piece in a trade that you make to get someone else. You know, so yeah. I think Crowder, uh, you know, isn't isn't a bad value here in the ninth round. Again, I don't like Jamison Crowder, and and this would goes to your point, Dale, earlier. Like every guy has a value, right? So it's like I don't love Jamison Crowder, but. At the end of the ninth round, when there's really no one else available that I really like, then it makes sense. So, how let's do it. All right, cool. All right, so I think we stop there. I don't think we need to go um, anywhere past there. Well, let's get I, a quarterback, right? Okay, yeah, okay. Let's take <laughs> let's take a quarterback, and then we'll and then we'll go from there. Darius, guys, what are we doing here? Yeah, that guy, that was dumb. <laughs> And still the same, same list. That. Exact same list. So I think Wentz is the one. Well, I think it's between Wentz and Stafford to me. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Um, you know, if you have an opinion uh, one way or the other, I think obviously here the suggestion is Wentz. Yeah, um, it's Wentz by a mile here for me. Okay. Yeah. So Wentz it is. So let's do it. 
right. So there you go. All right, cool. So that's it. So there know. you go. So so all right. So let's let's uh let's kind of uh recap the team here that we have so far. Obviously, we're not going to finish the draft, but let's recap uh recap the team that we have here. Sure. Uh, we have for our quarterback Carson Wentz. Running backs are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Man, I keep stumbling over that name. That's mm. gonna be tough for me all year. Uh, Josh Jacobs. We have Chris Carson, David Johnson, and Ronald Jones. That's a solid list. Uh, for wide receivers, we have DJ. We have DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, DJ DK might be our fantasy team name. Oh uh, yeah. Jameson Crowder. Will uh, did I say Will Fuller? Yeah, what well, you did. You yeah, just did. So, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So we have four wide receivers. DJ, DK, Jamison Crowder, and Will Fuller. Yep. And, of course, we'll, you know, if we played this out, we'll go and Obviously, we'd go more. tight end you know? and get yeah, a few more right. guys here and there. I, I, say, I love it. Well, I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, if we take, if, for tight end going later, I you know, see, I love Gesicki, uh, yep. Gronk, somebody you can get late. And then Jonu Smith uh, for Tennessee, yep. I think, is going to get a lot of work down there. So uh, those are the tight ends I think you can target a bit later, and you and they will be very valuable for your fantasy team. Yep, I agree. I agree. So uh, because we're not going to finish, I just I want to ask you guys about some deep sleepers that you guys have. Uh, mm-hmm. Just some guys that you know a little bit off the radar who you're going with, you know, in the I don't know in the tenth, you know, in the in the whatever tenth round and later yeah. guys that are going to be guys that you're going to focus on to try to get late. Um, that could be values, and you know, and I think that in this situation, of course, it's hard because for me, tenth round and later, there's a question of do you go depth guys? Mm-hmm. Do you go guys that can put up some points here and there, or do you kind of focus on guys that will be the guy? Right? You get a handcuff uh, of someone who, yeah, he's probably not, never going to play, but if that guy gets hurt, he'll be the number one back, or you know, do you take a flyer on on rookies late and and kind of see what happens? That's, yeah, I think for people me, are kind of you know worry about that. So yeah, for me, I, I think I talked about this uh, on my last episode. Uh, Eat sleep fantasy, by the way. Um, you know, you, when you're picking these guys, you gotta you gotta focus and see if they have a path to like start them, right? Like if they if there's some kind of path for them to be awesome, like you know, Joe New Smith. Uh, he definitely has a path. You know, Delaney Walker's not there anymore. Um, who else? Uh, I don't know. Alexander Matt, uh, Mattinson, the Minnesota yeah. backup for Dalvin Cook. He has a path that something happens. With. So you got to look at these paths and say, okay, how hard, how many hoops do they have to jump through? Preston Williams is one for the Dolphins. The, uh, yep. He was a rookie last year, rookie wide receiver. He has a pretty good path. I mean, he showed some. he showed some really good play last year. Um, so that's that's the kind of stuff I'm looking at. Um, you know, guys like Kashawn Vaughn, they say maybe he has it, but his path is a little bit more windy, right? Yeah, I mean, right. With, with a couple guys that they have there now. So um, that's, then, that's know, at least what I look at. That's, yeah, exactly. If they rip you publicly, there's a lot yeah. to it. No, right. Yeah. No. And his, his name rhymes, and that's never good. <laughs> yeah. uh, who you got, John? Uh, so for some sleepers, uh, Depending on on how they're going in the draft, uh, I love like I mean it sounds, sounds weird calling him a sleeper, but Cam Newton is not going to go very early, and yeah. I I think he can actually put up a ton of points. Uh, so I Makes like sense. him for kind of like a, a later QB you can get. Um, for like deep deep sleeper, you can probably get him for free. 
uh, Jarek McKinnon out of the 49er backfield. Uh, he looks like he's going to be catching all of the balls, and he is faster and stronger than most of those other running backs. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to give you a Patriots name, um, and that name, I'm going to give you two Patriots names, uh, Nikhil Harry mm-hmm. and Damian Harris. Uh, those two guys, to me, Harris is a guy who has really popped in training camp. Now, Sony Michelle hasn't been there. Lamar Miller is still on the pup list. So there's a lot of question marks as to what Damian Harris is going to bring you, but he's been great out of the backfield. He's been great running the ball. Um, at least they had a scrimmage today, 11 on 11 scrimmage, first play, 80-yard touchdown run by Damian Harris. So, nice. you know, it's is he going to be the guy? We don't know. We have no idea, which is why you're taking him in the 12th or 13th round, right? Yeah. But if Sony Michelle gets hurt again and Lamar Miller isn't the same guy or doesn't come off the pup list or who knows what, Damian Harris all of a sudden the number one running back in New England, and we know what the number one running back in New England can do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's 900 yards and five to ten touchdowns. Like that's a solid contributor in the 12th or 13th round, you know? And, again, you're taking a risk there, of course, but that's a solid contributor. And I think Nikhil Harry, too, um, is a guy that that has showed out a little bit in the last week or so. He struggled at the beginning of camp. He was out for a few days, and he was clearly not conditioned well. Um, but he's shown some meanness and some nastiness, and they need him to be good this year. They need him yeah. to be good. Um, and so, you know, they're going to try to feed him the ball. They tried to do it last year when he came in. He missed basically all of training camp, or he missed, like, you know, the last few weeks of the preseason. He was out the first eight weeks of the season. He came in, didn't know any of the offense, and they basically just tried to get him the ball in space. Um, so I could see more of that happening this year. And, again, if you're getting him in the 12th, 13th, 14th round, like, why not take a shot at a guy like that, you know? And, again, for me, uh, around here, I'm not getting the type of value that someone in San Francisco is getting because it's Patriots fans. So they think, mm-hmm. hey, Nikito? In the ninth, tenth round, great, great value, and it's like, well, not really, no, yeah, not really, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but of course, you know, you, you get the hometown, you get the hometown bump, and so that's the way it goes. But if you're not around here, um, I think that those guys make a lot of sense. And so, again, late round sleepers, um, but I think they make a lot of a lot of potential sense. Yeah, I, I do want to say it, and I think we're talking about them on our podcast as well. But a name that you probably haven't heard very often. Uh, very, very last pick, Joshua Kelly of the okay. uh, Los Angeles Chargers. He might secure his role as, you know, maybe not even Austin Eckler's backup, but, you know, as the, you know, getting 25% of carries, getting some yep. goal line stuff possibly. Um, I think it's worth drafting him super late and holding on to him for a week or two mm-hmm. just to see. Because just to see what happens. If, yeah. if he gets, I mean, if he gets an opportunity, um, you never know. Right. I don't know. It's just, no, it's it's just a point. name. Think about it. If you, if you come across Joshua Kelly, okay. might be somebody to uh, cool. you know, just pique yeah. your interest a little and bit. And that's that's what you're looking for. I mean, at the end of the draft, you're not getting you're not getting guys that are going to be week in and week out contributors. You're just not. It's not, not going right. to happen. Betting on the you upside. Know? Right. And that's that's exactly what you're doing. And you're saying, hey, if Echo gets hurt, or maybe this guy's in their plans, who knows? You know. Mm. And so you just you draft him, you hold on to a fruit for a few weeks, and you go from there. I will never forget. I drafted OBJ. His rookie year in a keeper league, right on, in like the eleventh round, and yeah. week week four, yeah, week four of the season when he hadn't played a snap yet, the Giants were like, reports came out, they were pissed at him, they didn't think he was trying his best, they blah 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 blah, all this other crap, so I dropped him. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I thought this was a happy story. <laughs> nope. Took him in the 11th round. I thought this was good. And then <laughs> and then someone picked him up, of course. Yeah. And he he friggin' brought him to, like, the brought him to, like the championship game. Yeah, of like, course. His rookie season was pretty and, bonkers. And, like, I dropped him for nothing. Like, I picked yeah. – I needed, like, a, I needed like, a, like a, you know, We've an extra guy – and I picked some schmuck, and I was like, God damn it, freaking. Yeah. And to make it worse, it's a damn keeper league. So yeah. I didn't even have, I was just like, God damn it. But, you know, what are you going to do? Like, those things happen, you know what right. I mean? So, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Before you leave, let's, uh, you know, just tell us where they can, where they can find you guys. I know Eat Sleep Fantasy, we've mentioned a few times. So obviously listen to that podcast clearly, but you know, where else can they find you besides Eat Sleep Fantasy? Uh, Twitter, we're most active at EatSleepFF. I do want to kind of throw in a quick plug for Fantasy Lookup and FantasyLookup.com. Yes. It's a cool uh, it's a cool little tool that you can use for fantasy football. It's basically a fantasy football search engine for independent podcasts and independent writers. So you basically go onto the site and you text a player or a keyword, and then you get uh, your search results back um, from independent writers and stuff. So FantasyLookup.com, I'd appreciate you guys if uh, you check it out. Yeah, and uh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Genghis underscore John underscore. That shouldn't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, <laughs> Pat, man, we uh, we really appreciate being on hey, here with you. Thank, thank you for coming on. Uh, Dale, I got to say, I love the way that you you try to build those connections to the to the small groups. You know, I reached out to you originally when I was hosting my own podcast by myself. Uh, with, you know, 40 listeners or something like that. And you were nice enough to respond to the DM and come on the show. And, you know, we've been doing it ever since. And and I really appreciate it. And and you're still, you know, four years later, still working to kind of connect, you know, small writers and small podcasters. And I think it's great. So Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, hey, good luck in fantasy this year for mm-hmm. for those of you that are playing. Well, if you know, I mean, you listen to this whole friggin' thing and you're not going to I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys.